as one era begins in Spain, Barcelona under Xavi, another one ends in England, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer parting ways. Maybe not so so, especially given with the way Mana uh, Madrid and his interview post tenure, I think that English should be correct, interview <laughs> that he gave where he almost came to tears and, and all of that. Well, the era is gone. Ole is no longer or no more at the wheels at Manchester United from the seven goal thriller Fiorentina um, to oof, what a weekend what a weekend Inter Milan ensuring that um, Napoli's unbeaten start to the season comes or came to an end Juventus also getting two goals from Brunetti's two sports kicks converted there was a lot Real Madrid four uh, winning four goals to one Watford also defeating the Red Devils by the same margin oof. All of this happened. Not forgetting Burnley, Crystal Palace, the six-goal thriller, and Liverpool ensuring that all of Aaron Ramsdale's hard work um, did not pay off at the end of the day as they put four past the Gunners. Also ensuring that another unbeaten run, eight managed by Arsenal, managed by Ateta, also came to an abrupt, maybe not so abrupt end over the weekend. How can we forget West Ham shocking? I mean, there was a lot that happened over the weekend so forgive me if i've not introduced myself my name is recipe drama you can call me papi the great you're welcome to yet another episode of the first x minutes podcast and there is so much to talk about as usual after a weekend the money is sometimes mondays um are usually like the morning after i mean you wake up and you're feeling what just what just happened in the world of football dilly ding Dilly Dong was Dilly Ding Dilly Gone for Oligon Social. Yes, that's right. I mean, it's only how do I put it now? It was, it was, it was, it didn't come as a surprise. The the sack, what came as a, I don't even think the result came as a surprise. I mean, after that red card by um, got it by Harry Maguire, I mean, you would have just thought that hey, a team that was falling apart on its own it was on a free fall. I mean. They just aided and abated themselves faster um, to doomsday after Harry Maguire got sent off and Watford took the chance. The goals came pouring in and yep, there was an emergency meeting and the darling or the darling of Manchester <laughs> I said darling because uh, well, he, had to get, he had to be given the boot and all of that. It's the way they have romanticized um, his exit. Ex-players like um, Gary Neville and Patrice, um, Patrice Vieira, uh, Patrick Evra, I beg your pardon, Patrice Vieira, somewhere managing and uh, man- managing the Eagles at Crystal Palace, ensuring that um, they get the most out of their very, very young season. I think they've done well for themselves so far. We'll get to that game against Burnley in a bit. Uh, Patrice um, Evra coming out to say that, um, you know, with kind words, you know, he was hurtful that he had to leave. And I'm like, shut the cough up. Come on. Y'all wanted this guy leave. I mean, maybe not. Maybe he didn't say it out in the open. But then again, we all knew that Ole was not doing such a fantastic job at Manchester United. We all knew that this team was headed for destruction. I mean, it was just tearing itself apart. They were struggling to win games. They were riding on the wings of uh, 36 or 35 year old. I think it's 36 now. Um, greatest of all time contender because as usually i'll take my stand there's nothing like there's no player that is greatest of, of greatest of all time in football so one of the contenders or greatest of all time if that thing ever exists cristiano ronaldo and there's been a lot of heavy lifting by the um 
man who has been on the scene for so long right now and he can only do so much heavy lifting so um we're gonna social had to leave um and then it's the romanticizing part for me i don't know what all those videos were about i don't know what the uh tweets and messages on social media were all about yep like somebody said i heard somebody say uh, when frank lampard was sacked was it romanticized when um, daniel fark was given the boat by norwich city was, was it romanticized when dean smith was asked to leave aston villa or villa or villa whatever you like to call it yes from spain was it romanticized no so why are we romanticizing something that we already knew or we already yeah we already knew where it was headed there was no there was no redemption no sort of it for manchester united under oligon and social they were just going it was going to crash it was going to so the earlier they nipped it in the bud the better and i think they should be celebrating rather than sympathizing celebrating that okay yes the end of a new era of course of course so it's the end of um an old era and then yes we are going to usher in the new now with the new era it's kind of difficult there's an interior manager and of course with a vacancy as juicy as that at manchester united right now everybody is well everybody except zinedine zidane and every other manager who has a job wants to have the job steve bruce has come out to say that well according to reports that he would fancy being the interim manager at least wants to be at the gaffer and to me it sounded like um baba just wants to start pad or something and probably just pack the cv so that you people can know that oh yeah well, 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 well. he managed a few games at manchester united of course Mauricio pochettino according to news outlets um in england um is one of the major contenders for the position um no thanks to others like zizo saying he's not interested yet all of this still here says football is crazy you'll be cool wake up tomorrow and this becomes the manager at manchester united or something or some other name that we were not even paying much attention to but of course dilly ding dilly gone for only gonna social we move from manchester we move from manchester united to the absolute drama taking place in the italian syria at, at this stage if you're not watching the games at in Italy, I, I don't know what to say to you. I don't know what your reasons are. I don't know what your excuses are because it's been it's been fun every almost every single game that has been played in the Italian Serie A this season. You expect at least one goal, at least one goal to be scored because this weekend it was fire. First, I thought again the Genoa AS Roma game would end without a goal, but um, as the Lord will have it, Roma came up with two goals scored by. An 18-year-old coming f- through the ranks from the uh, AS Roma under 18 um, uh, um, side. I forgot his name. Yes, F. Afena Gian. F. Afena Gian. When I saw him on the squash, I was like, um, is Mourinho up to something uh, with this youngster? Uh, of course, it's hard to tell. Nobody knows exactly what Mourinho is up to. But then again, uh, speaking of what is going on in the Italian Serie A, it's crazy. The madness of the weekend, it was of course started with Atalanta Spezia watch a few minutes of that game Spezia trying to give Atalanta for their money I think Spezia scored the first goal of the game but Atalanta showed them who was the boss and who's the boss in the first half Atalanta would get three goals and add two to it in the second winning that one by five goals to two Lazio Juventus not sure VAR there was a VAR caught uh, a foul on Alvaro Barata and the way Juventus marked out um 
one of Lazio's star players now. I'm trying to pick his name. It was it was really technical. Loved how they made sure that he didn't get to do that much. I, I think it's Luis Luis Felipe. Yes, I think it's Luis Felipe. It's the way in which um, they they made sure that he was marked out and no Felipe Anderson. I beg your pardon. Felipe Luis Felipe is a defender. Felipe Anderson. He was marked out by the league. Um, and of course, sometimes double marked by Luca Pellegrini and um, uh, Matthias Delict to ensure that he did not even have any fun down that right flank. Like, definitely, Juventus getting one for themselves, pushing themselves up to eighth. Lazio in sixth. Both sides are on the same point. Twenty. Yes, that's right. Twenty-one points. Speaking of twenty-one points. They are now 11 points behind log leaders Napoli after Napoli fell at the hands of Inter Milan. That was also a very, very interesting game. Couldn't watch like, couldn't watch up to, the, I couldn't watch the entirety of the game. I had to manage 10 or 15 minutes and um, I saw the goal scored by Perisic cross the line, of course, before... Um, what's the name of that? Their goalkeeper again. I forgot the name of Napoli's goalkeeper. Former Liverpool goalkeeper, yes, parried it out of the uh, out of the uh, what's it called now? Out of the post, but of course, goal line technology with the long range shot came to save the day for Inter Milan. I think that was Inter Milan scoring two one. Yes, then they would go up three one before Napoli would pull one back. And um, there's plenty, there's so much to talk about for the Italian Serie A. Sampdoria winning away from home, Venezia winning away from home, Juve winning away from home. And um, how can we not? How can we talk about the uh, 13th match day in the Serie A without talking about that seven-goal thriller at Fiorentina? Fiorentina, Vlahovic getting uh, yes two goals for himself um, it, as AC Milan's. 12-game unbeaten run came to an end at the hands of Fiorentina. Fiorentina have always been a tough nut for AC Milan to crack and this one was even tougher, especially with the way uh, Fiorentina set up. Compact, very, very, very compact. They did not give AC Milan that much breathing space. They would usually hit them on counter-attack and it's no wonder they got three goals in the first 60 minutes of this game. Well, AC Milan woke up in the last 30 minutes of the game, but um, they would score three goals in that period and then concede another from Vlahovic. 4-3, I remind you of... The game was almost similar to the thriller we had in October 2020 between AS Roma and AC Milan. I think that game ended in a 3-3 draw. And from all that I've said, I think it's testament to the fact that, look, the Serie should be is should be is a league with the happenings that is going on right now in it. Is a league that should be commanding your attention. It's a league if you love football. I think you should be catching the happenings that are going down in the Italian Serie A. Not just because we want to, we want you to watch the Italian Serie A, but these numbers are speaking for themselves. Last week there was a fantastic. Oh, sorry, the international break was last week. Yeah, the week before the last. That's March day twelve in the Serie A. Um, AC Milan Inter Milan played out a fantastic one-one draw. Um, we had Empoli and Genoa play out a two-two draw. I watched that game. It was quality stuff. Quality stuff from both sides. Udinese 3, Sassuolo 2. Sassuolo are gradually becoming the latest at Atalanta in town in terms of how their games are sure to produce at least 2, 3, 4, sometimes 5 goals. And it's 
it's fun to watch you know sometimes especially if you're a neutral especially if you have some money on the line of course you know what i'm talking about and you just want to get a couple of goals this same sasulu side will be playing against ac milan ac milan is their next opponent in this series i'm trying to go through their last five um, games that they have played just to, yes so sasuolo's last five games or oh, yes five in the in the syria they defeated Venezia three goals to one on the 23rd of october in the syria they defeated juventus two goals to one on the 27th of october also october will end with a defeat at the hands of Nep- empoli not napoli empoli in the 31st of october 2021 they would start november with a loss um, 3-2 loss, as I mentioned earlier, at the hands of Udinese, and just this past weekend, they played out a 2-2 draw against Cagliari. Next three opponents for Sassuolo, AC Milan, away from home, Sassuolo at home, and Spezia away from home. If I'm going to add the remaining two, um, they will be taking on Lazio at home on the 12th of December 2021, before wrapping things up. Um, on the 19th against Fiorentina. I can bet that at least four of these five games will produce, we'll see both sides score and will also produce at least three goals. Don't take that to the bank. I'm just saying as a speculator and somebody who has fallen in love with the Serie A for over a decade right now. If you have not been watching the Serie A games, I think you should start paying attention now. Ooh, that was a lot of talk coming from um, football in England, coming from football in Italy. And I think I saw uh, just some weird stuff though I saw over the weekend. There was a full shot guy who plays for, I think, Aberdeen, got sent off, uh, got a second yellow card some way for, um, I don't know. He, he So he ch- tried to chase a ball, um, ch- tried to chase the ball past the touchline. And then, of course, with the speed, he had to run and jump into the crowd and, and all of that and when he jumped into the crowd of course there was a fan who pushed him back and well he didn't push he didn't retaliate i mean i think he stepped two steps forward and he walked back again and i don't know what ensued or what happened but 30 year old player who plays for um abedin he's a belgian professional footballer who plays for um abedin managed to get a second yellow card well according to news reports man the man who pushed uh, or should I say man charged in connection with assault of Aberdeen midfielder there's also another one where Funchal Joe sent off after push by fan as Aberdeen manager Stephen Glass yes I think Stephen Glass also got he got sent off also got yellow card I'm not sure which one of the two now um, while he was complaining to the man um, to the referee of the game after the final whistle this is where we'll blow the final whistle on this episode of the first x minutes podcast if you have enjoyed listening so far thank you so much please enable to leave a rating wherever you get your podcast episodes from the year is coming to an end santa is not in town yet i'm not really feeling the giddiness as regard you know that giddiness that comes with oh yeah christmas is in the air i, I don't think I, I i mean i don't think i have it yet I mean, it's just been very, very hot in this part of the world in the last few days. And of course, yes, the days have become shorter and the nights have become longer. Whatever you'll be doing in the remaining days of 2021, I hope it's profitable. I hope you stay safe. And most importantly, I hope you make the most use of the time. Because while life is incredibly long, 
you know what it is life is also incredibly short i'll catch you in the next episode of the podcast my friends cheers and bye for now